0: Welcome to Busted Business Bureau. (laughs) This is a comedy podcast about businesses, scams, scandals, and shenanigans, and war crimes. I'm Christian Porky. Support for this podcast comes from my amazing patrons at patreon.com slash bustedbizbureau. To my right, I have someone whose uh, online talent agent has listed them on their website with the description, hair length, afro. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> is it's, that really what they yes is? <laughs> which is that's amazing
2: not it's also true also not true <laughs>
0: uh, that's Blender Bluein hey uh, and to my right I have real in the flesh woman not on a computer <laughs> Amy Doe well corporeal baby <laughs>
3: yikes Yo, she's getting fucking corporeal up in here. It's nice to have you back in the studio, Amy. I'm delighted to be here. Um, Crazy aside, I woke up this morning to a text from my mom saying that she is currently visiting my grandma in Japan. Uh, Woken up by a 7.6 on the Richter scale (gasps) earthquake. Oh my god. With aftershocks following all day. So she hasn't slept a wink. My grandma hasn't either. They still have electricity and water. uh, But... Who knows if it'll last? Is your mom like, well, we're still gonna go shopping today? Like, what? <laughs> what's mom. her
0: vibe? Because that's kind of her vibe from what I know of her. But maybe I don't know.
3: I don't know. Mm. Um, I haven't really heard a lot from her, mm. so mm. that's my vibe. Well. but like, one thing about me is I still went shopping. <laughs> Man. Is that where you got this poncho?
0: Yes, it's a totally cunt green poncho, off the shoulder, <laughs> so sick knitted. Of you. Oh, and it, she's wearing a, a, a purplish scarf with like black. May, purplish is the wrong word.
1: Maroon. Amy, I like this outfit, but I will say, Christian, your like your barometer for a cunt and puss <laughs> is very low.
0: really okay, I happen to support women, <laughs> and I I love things. In my opinion. There are only two good New York Times articles ever written. (laughs) If I've said a a New York Times article on here before, it's not as good as the two I'm about to read to you two. Mm. Okay. One is James Glanz's earth-shattering reporting in the 2005 masterpiece titled Rebuilding of the Iraqi Pipeline as Disaster Waiting to Happen. That's my number two pick of all time. We'll talk about it. Number one is Pete Wells' review of Guy Fieri's restaurant in November of 2012, Predating the Times Square restaurant's closing by a frightening amount of years, it's titled As Not Seen on TV. May I read you some of it? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, this is Pete Wells's As Not Seen on TV. Guy Fieri, have you eaten at your new restaurant in Times Square? Have you pulled up one of the 500 seats at Guy's American Kitchen and Bar and ordered a meal? Did you eat the food? Did it live up to your experiences? Did panic grip your soul as you stared into the whirling hypno-wheel of menu, where adjectives and nouns spin in a crazy vortex? When you saw the burger described as Guy's Pat Lafrida Custom Blend All-Natural Creekstone Farm Black Angus Beef Patty L Top SMC and a slathering of donkey sauce on garlic-buttered brioche, did your mind touch the void for a minute? (laughs) What exactly? about a small caesar a small salad with four or five miniature croutons makes guy's famous big bite caesar a big b famous or c guys in any meaningful <laughs> sense somewhere within the yawning three-level interior of guy's american kitchen and bar is there a long refrigerated tunnel that servers have to pass through to make sure the french fries already limp and oil-sogged are also served cold <laughs> Speaking of oil sogged let's talk about Kellogg Brown and Root for one last time. Jesus and this god. is the oil soaked. <laughs> wow, that person went off. Oh my god. It's the best piece of writing ever That's created. Big. How do you find these things? This was a, a listener suggestion just kidding. Uh Sarah was telling me about it. I guess in well, the theater school at the Paul Chris Jones, a famous Chicago yeah. Tribune reviewer, loves bringing this article up. <laughs> and I'm disappointed I didn't go to TTS because Um, I am mad. I'm mad. I didn't get this education.
3: Dylan. Yeah. Dylan took that class, um, over the pandemic and they had to write a food review. Mm -hmm. And so they got their parents to order all of us smoke barbecue delivered to the apartment Mm -hmm. and wrote basically like an extremely pornographic description (laughs) of like the (laughs) texture of the meats. Um, unclear what grade they got, but I read a little bit of it and I was like, wow, Mm.
1: Shout to Cosmic Dylan.
3: A l- die
0: Cosmic on Instagram. Yeah. So this uh, review has changed my life in many ways, as has the other article from the New York Times that I mentioned. But like I said, we're talking about oil this episode, and then we are mm. fucking done with Kellogg Brown and Root. I pinky promise, okay?
3: <laughs> I mean, we could keep going indefinitely.
0: I know we can, (laughs) (laughs) but it is so alienating to listeners to see parts one, two, and three, and I have a plan for what I'm going to name this because it's an Instagram suggestion. Oh, Oh, and it's going to be so alienating. (laughs) It's time to alienate even more. So we've covered in the previous two episodes KBR's rise to becoming the government's largest and most trusted source of non-munitions private military support. (sighs) Additionally, we covered how that work came to fruition in Iraq in the early 2000s. As mentioned amidst a troubling amount of Lois Griffin impressions last episode, <laughs> we were in Iraq in part for military combat against Saddam Hussein's regime and in part to, quote, reconstruct the Iraqi economy. How are we to do that? In part, that plan was to revitalize Iraq's oil infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Hand it off to them when we were done and then they profit. You know, step one, we mm-hmm. fix it. Step two, they get it. Step three, everyone wins, I guess. Um, uh, to quote a George Bush speech from 2005, where he's recapping how it's going so far, he said, "Quote: America's mission in Iraq is to defeat an enemy and give strength to a friend. I outlined the steps we would take to achieve this goal. We would hand authority over to a sovereign Iraqi government. We would help Iraqis hold free elections by January 2005, and we would continue helping Iraqis rebuild their nation's infrastructure and economy." It was not fashionable for him at the time to say which parts of the infrastructure and economy we were there to rebuild. Mm. The numbers alone point largely to oil infrastructure, right? These billion-dollar contracts going to Halliburton slash KBR. Um, like, the numbers do speak for themselves. Mm. We were there to fix other things, and we'll actually talk about those in later episodes. But, yeah, it's not like tinfoil hatty to be like,
3: yeah, a large part of that was oil. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I have a question. So, we needed to go in there because it was not functioning. It previously. was actually.
2: <laughs> uh, uh.
3: In the 80s, when it
0: was owned by the state, like Iraq's oil, whatever, exports were owned by the state, it was at, like, some of the highest in history, in Iraq's history. Mm -hmm. In terms
3: of oil yield?
0: Yes. Okay. When Saddam invaded Kuwait in 1980, that plummeted because we and the rest of the world had uh, done sanctions on Iraq, Mm -hmm. so we are like, we're not doing business with you anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Record low. It had... Saddam had like somehow gotten into a food for oil agreement with the EU mm. in, mm, I think, the early 90s. But now I don't remember because it's not in the script. Starts to go up. Uh, the U.S. invades. It plummets again, March 2003. And it like barely whispers of a creep up over time while we're there. In a way that was completely unexpected. We expected for it to be like a huge rise, Mm. the same way it sort of did during the food for oil thing. Mm.
3: You know what I mean? So what I'm hearing is that we made the problem, and then we were like, don't worry, we'll fix it. Yeah. Okay.
1: (laughs) America started the fire, so to speak.
0: Whoa. Thanks, Billy Joel.
1: (laughs) Is that the one? I'm the boss. Or is that Springsteen? What? What? It was like one of those dad rock dudes is called? Is also called the boss.
3: Oh yeah, Bruce is the boss.
1: Okay. Does uh, Billy have a cool nickname?
3: Piano man. Oh yeah.
1: I thought that was Elton John.
0: He just also plays the piano. Oh, okay,
1: I thought that was John Legend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, he's the president of the United States. <laughs> mm. Sorry, I was sipping my Diet Coke. I thought you guys were going to keep talking. What's
3: going oh, on that in my beautiful mind?
0: <laughs> so, oh, no. I skipped to the, I, I almost deleted the entire thing. <laughs> oh <on. No. laughs> Okay. Good job. S- uh, thank you very much. So, one more thing. Here's another timeline taken right from T. Christian Miller's book, Blood Money, Wasted Billions, Lost Lives, in Corporate Greed in Iraq. I've been using this book a lot, and this is some repeat info. But we're going to go over this timeline one more time so we really understand what's going on. November 11th, 2002, the Pentagon awarded KBR its first Iraq rebuilding contract to repair Iraq's oil infrastructure. Mm -hmm. Other groups like USAID are also awarded contracts, like it's not just oil, like I said, but again, before we even invaded, KBR got a a contract to rebuild that part of Iraq's economy. Mm -hmm. March 8th, 2003, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, Bunny Greenhouse's department, awards Halliburton up to $7 billion to repair the oil infrastructure.
3: Oil engineers- Can I cut in? Please. Um- so when you say rebuild the oil infrastructure. Mm.
0: So a lot of it uh had been deteriorated mm-hmm. because of the sanctions. Yeah, because we, they
3: weren't drilling, I'm assuming, because no, you know, they could drill but like no one was going to buy it. Well, no one could maintain it, you know. Like right. oil drilling, like stuff falls apart very very quickly. Yeah.
0: And when you are a poor oh, country. Oh yeah,
3: because it's really hard like it's just hard on equipment to yeah. drill for yeah. oil. Okay, yeah, I understand.
0: So it's just like deteriorating very very quickly mm-hmm. see. So, yeah. um, notably also in March 2003 our then U.S De- Deputy Secretary of Defense told a congressional panel, quote, "The oil revenue that Iraq could bring in between 50 billion and 100 billion over the course of the next two or three years, we're dealing with a country that could easily finance its own reconstruction and relatively soon." Okay. so that's the point of us rebuilding Iraq's oil infrastructure mm-hmm. is we would come in maybe have private companies do it but Iraq's gonna make so much money off this oil that they can pay for itself
3: mm. spoiler alert it did not pay for itself <laughs> oh, yeah. not at all okay so the pitch was girl just give her training wheels
0: mm-hmm. literally yeah okay like if we just like build the big machine mm-hmm. they'll be able to use the big machine and then they can make money
2: yeah
0: what's okay. wrong with that <laughs> Did my sipping noise make it onto the headphones? I, I, heard I don't know. A little bit. Oh yeah, you wouldn't
3: know. You don't wear your headphones. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I heard a little bit. But I think we can boost that sound up so to add to the effect.
3: <laughs> yeah, bass, boosted, yeah. <laughs> bass and, like, boost my- it. Yeah, bass boost. Remix a couple times. <laughs> By May first of two thousand
0: and three, Bush speaks in front of a "Mission Accomplished" banner. What? And <laughs> you don't. You don't know about "Mission Accomplished"? No. Oh my God! Before we even got Saddam. <laughs>
2: before. <laughs>
0: Any meaningful thing happened. It was just a few months. Bush spoke in front of this thing, like this giant banner that said "Mission Accomplished." Who? Which intern went to Kinkos? <laughs> it was fucking epic. Have you ever seen the video of Bush? He's like giving a, some sort of sincere interview. That's like, and we're gonna destroy like terrorists. The war on terror continues. Now watch this drive. And he turns around and he hits a golf ball. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. The children, they don't know anything about George Bush these days. (laughs) The children.
3: I'm one (laughs) year younger than you.
1: Okay, okay, Gen Alpha.
3: (laughs) I rise. Omega mind.
0: (laughs) Is Alpha? No, Alpha and Omega is not the same thing. Is there a Gen Omega?
3: What? There might be. They're still gestating.
0: Yuck. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) So... In front of this mission-accomplished a- banner, he promises an end to major combat and promises that our operation in Iraq is now just Reconstruction. Epic. Now watch this drive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one more thing. Analysts in 2003 firmly believe that Iraq would be able to pay us for its own Reconstruction. Again, just emphasizing that. Mm. Um, and this is lifted right from T. Christian Miller's book, quote, uh, De- December 7th, 2005. In his first ever speech on the rebuilding of Iraq, President Bush acknowledges that Reconstruction has, quote, not always gone as well as we hoped. No. <laughs> What's that mean exactly? What happened in those two years between mission accomplished and it didn't go well? <laughs> yeah, what could it be? I want you to imagine now that critic Pete Wells from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, At Guy Fieri's restaurant with the cold oily fries. Yes. I want you to imagine he's sort of ghostwriting these next nah. uh, <laughs> few things. Because it. when I was reading James Glanz's reporting of how the mm-hmm. oil pipelines were going, I was only thinking of Mr. Pete Wells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I see you thematics. Yeah. It's, it's a little hmm. something I'm trying out here. I was laying
3: with her, <laughs> but only thinking of you.
0: <laughs> so let's, let's see um, James Glenn's review of KBR's work here, shall we? Quote, When Robert Sanders was sent by the Army to inspect the construction work an American company was doing on the banks of the Tigris River, he expected to see workers drilling holes beneath the riverbed to restore a crucial set of large oil pipelines, which had been bombed during the era- invasion of Iraq. Mm. What he found instead that day in July 2004 looked like some gargantuan heart bypass operation gone nightmarishly bad. Oh. A crew had bulldozed a 300-foot-long trench along a giant drill bit and their desperate attempt to yank it loose from the riverbed. A supervisor later told them that the project's crews knew that drilling holes was not possible, but they'd been instructed by the company in charge of the project to continue doing it anyway. A few weeks later... After the project had burned up all of the $75.7 million allocated to it, the work came to a halt. So when James says the work came to a halt, he means it. KBR never finished work on the Alpha Top pipeline. Mm. Instead, aspects of it were contracted out to Pars- to the Parsons Corporation and other companies. And I need to spend a moment on this point. That is $75.7 million for just throwing garbage at nothing.
1: God damn
3: Like they literally knew That it would be like trying to I don't know, poke a hole in a wall with a paper clip And like they just did it anyway <laughs> Over and over until they ran out of money I'm sure you're wondering Is that what happened?
0: Uh, yeah <laughs> Jesus Christ uh, I'm going to address this point I'm going for something very thematic here Okay. Bluehead. Tell me though Why does your kitchen sabotage (laughs) its even more appealing main courses with ruinous sides and sauces? Mm. Why stifle a pretty good bison meatloaf in a sugary brown glaze with no undertow of acid or spice? Why send a serviceable herb-stuffed rotisserie chicken to the table in the company of your insipid rice variant? (laughs) Is this how you roll in Flavortown? (laughs) (laughs) So in speaking of what went wrong, we cannot underplay the role of, like, What is basically sabotage dressed up as like complete negligence and avarice on the part of KBR, Mm. uh, authorizing and continuing work that they knew was going to fail. Mm. So James Glanz is both interviewing folks on the ground to get his own perspective and borrowing insight from a report written by the Special Inspector General for Iraq Reconstruction. I'm just going to read straight from that report right now because it has a lengthy section about Kabul. (laughs) That's very interesting.
1: Okay, Kabul.
0: As in cobblestone? Yes. Okay. But it's just called Kabul.
1: How of me swallow me tipsies? Even... <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Pave do that it.
3: dangly thing hanging the back of my throat. <laughs> Pave it over. Pave it, uh... Driving on it like ah. Jesus Christ!
0: <laughs> I... No, keep going. Don't stop. Yeah, die. yeah, you got more. What's going Beep. On? <laughs> <laughs> if uh, so. S-I-G-I-R, the Special Inspector General you, uh, explains that to— I-T-G-I-R-L? <laughs> to build an oil pipeline, one must start with holes. Period. <laughs> and if, if one conducts a thorough geological study of the area, which KBR did hire someone to do— you would find that certain types of earth are better for bore than others. Mm. Sand, cobble, stuff like that, all loose and shifty. Yeah. If you try to build a pipeline in something loose and shifty, it's going to collapse on itself. It's gonna loose and shift. That's gonna loose and shift. Huh? <laughs> the report gives the example of putting your finger in a jar of marbles, <laughs> t- <laughs> taking it out and like expecting the hole to still be there, you know, like it, it won't.
1: That's a good visual.
3: Yeah, it is a good visual. It's a weird thing it it to turned do. me on. <laughs> I'm imagining like a soft focus music video.
1: Yeah. Put your finger in a candle, girl.
3: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: Twist it all up in there, you feel,
2: and see if
3: it stays the same. <laughs> Photos of fingers entering fingers different viscous fluids.
1: Marbles, mashed potatoes.
3: honey, yeah. molasses, chocolate yeah. sauce, <laughs> pumpkin pie, <Pens> and needles,
0: <laughs>
1: a haystack,
0: <laughs> a sock drawer.
1: Yeah.
0: You got that's what that's that's what foot. Porn is. <laughs> you guys have just stumbled on what feet people do.
1: <laughs> yeah, were, uh, whoa! That oh, sounds sorry. expensive.
0: Am I? Sh- am I showing my hand here? <laughs> <You got laughs> How hard. much foot porn I want? <laughs> yeah, which is nice. No, that's just. I briefly was interested in selling pictures of my feet, but apparently they have to be doing disgusting things. Wow. Well, yeah. They just they don't like the foot anymore. You know, men we're pass, don't appreciate we're that. They're past just the bone <laughs> structure of my gorgeous foot. <laughs> they want it Singular? in jars of marbles.
3: Yeah. Hmm? Singular foot. Do you have one foot that you think is the it girl? Yeah, my right one. What makes it better? The toes are just
0: more uh, appealing. Mm. You know? That's real. It's just like, they're just built different. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone, send feet pics to busted <laughs> biz bureau. Oh, I'm gonna make that the Spotify question. Yeah,
1: and make and make note of which one you think is the pretty sister or the ugly sister.
0: Mm.
3: Yeah. So this why would spe- you pit two queens against each other? Because
1: like it's this is America. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're right. It is an extremely there's competitive only allowed industry. to be one woman. <laughs> I have two beautiful women in front of me, but only one photo in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say <laughs> photo? Photo. Uh,
0: <laughs> so the special inspector general. <laughs> Uh, while furiously masturbating, writing this report about marbles, it uh, does in fact explain that you can't build an oil pipeline in something loose and shifty. KBR, according to the report, did commission an accurate study of the land, which they proceeded to completely ignore. Bruh. Furthermore, I quote, Subcontractor representatives said that after encountering Kabul, they suggested alternative drilling sites, which were turned down by KBR. No one from the subcontractor's team was permitted by KBR to talk to representatives from the Army Corps of Engineers. Laney, theres a guy named Laney. Laney's on-site manager said that KBR criticized him on at least two occasions when he went out to gather his own supplies, pipe, fuel, and military support that were supposed to be provided by KBR. Frustrated with KBR's communications restrictions, the team eventually spent the remainder of its time drilling in the designated area. So, even— It, like, has to pass through so many layers of negligence to get to this point of the gargantuan heart bypass. But even subcontractors who were like, this is dumb, we should do it right, were repeatedly shut down by KBR. So they are like, fuck it, let's just keep drilling anyway, even though it's going to
3: fail.
2: Damn.
3: And we're just going to break the extremely expensive equipment that (laughs) we used taxpayer money to buy and get here. Precisely so.
0: And the report eventually concludes, quote, S-I-G-I-R, believes that the geological complexities that caused the project to fail were not only foreseeable, but predicted. Mm. The lack of action by the U.S. Corps of Engineers and KBR to compensate for these complexities caused the project to fail. Is this how you roll in (laughs) Flavortown? So, what makes this even worse is that, okay, so the cobble was destined to collapse in on itself, Mm -hmm. right? Making horizontal drilling impossible. Mm -hmm. So... How do we figure that out and still manage to blow $75.7 million doing it? Mm-hmm. Going back to James Gland, quote, the project continued chewing up astonishing amounts of cash when the predicted problems bogged the work down with a contract that allowed crews to charge as much as $100,000 per day as they waited on standby.
3: What? a <laughs> <How? Yikes. laughs> $100,000 a day?
0: Yeah. Well, they just like stood there just twiddling their thumbs Looking up careless whisper videos Look of up, fingers and viscous fluids. Looking up feet.
3: <laughs> Selling their own feet. <laughs> they were Uber Eats and caviar from Russia.
0: Literally, literally, if I'm being real, that's actually epic to be a, a crew guy. Like, you know, uh, just sitting there, just raking in the money.
1: Caviar's on me, boys.
0: <laughs> but we had caviar yesterday. No, we're yeah. doing it again. This time it's going to be even younger. I don't know what caviar is. They're sturgeon eggs. like
1: Can there be younger eggs?
0: Young egg. Surely there could be eggs. We're just going to get a pregnant fish. Yeah. (laughs) Getting it straight (laughs) straight from the source. (laughs) Anyways.
1: Also, is this what fracking is?
3: No. Fracking is a way of oil drilling. I thought it was natural gas. Natural
0: gas drilling? (laughs) I thought it was like a type of like a, a method of doing. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I thought. From what I understood, it's not like it, It's not horizontal drilling. though. Uh, okay. it's Which vertical. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, RuPaul, we can't blame this
0: one. <laughs> I, I was literally gonna title this episode like KBR Part Three featuring RuPaul, uh, but I was like, you know what? That's just it's just not accurate. It's just
1: yeah, we can't We can't lie to you. Yeah. Lie you.
0: <laughs> so. Let's re- we'll return to the Alpha top pipeline, but I want to talk more about the mechanics of oil fields. Mm. A super interesting thing for this comedy podcast. Let's yeah. freaking rock! Yeah. So beep, beep. from what I, from what I understand, which is very little, in order to drill oil in Iraq's southern oil fields, which again loose and shifty, like me, one must pump water into the ground to adjust the soil pressure. Something, something, so that we can actually drill it. Okay, you know, okay. like if it's a solid, sturdy object, I guess you can <laughs> suck
3: out of it. It's, I think, it's like maybe pressing down on a sandwich so that it's easier to cut.
0: Whoa, you're a genius, man! <laughs> <laughs> they should have you writing government reports, dude. Yeah,
3: dude.
0: I wouldn't last a day. Your science communication on this podcast, specifically, <laughs> top tier,
3: top tier, dude, top, top tier. tier.
0: So. The water that we pump into and, the like, ground. like the
3: SpongeBob to your sandy cheeks. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's cool. Well, because like you're the actual like scientist. Oh, then... no. <laughs> I'm a comedian who has Google. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I don't do any of the Googling.
0: Yeah, but your brain, it just works in such fascinating, mysterious ways that make you able to communicate complicated information on the fly. Like yeah. you could just synthesize and just say it.
1: I also don't think that would make you SpongeBob.
3: Patrick? Even worse. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) What are we, what? Yeah, should I pick the dumber one? Is that me? Patrick isn't dumb. I think he's just vibing. No, he's dumb. (laughs) He's dumb.
1: He asked if mayonnaise is an instrument.
0: (laughs) Did you watch SpongeBob?
3: (laughs) No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. You, you strike me as someone whose parents didn't let him watch SpongeBob. It's not that they didn't let me. It's that the only place I ever encountered it was in Ikea children's playplaces. What? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I read a okay. lot of
0: Geronimo Stilton. <laughs> so who are you in Geronimo Stilton cinematic universe? Well, there's
3: an Asian rat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Geronimo Stilton is a children's <laughs> book series about rats. And Geronimo Stilton is like a professor adventure. What's the Asian rat's name? Oh my god, I forget. Is like... it something I'm going to google it cuz I never Geronimo Stilton Asian rat. Uh Violet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just expecting something way more racist
0: than that. You know what? Sh- yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> she's the only on?
0: one. And what was her what was her personality all about? Because there's
3: just several things of her pouring tea. Oh yeah, she's really into that. Was she Asian <laughs> or was she British? Nah, she's Asian. Yeah, she's she's Asian. No, she's Asian. For I sure. can't
1: see the picture. They so put I'm... her in
0: loosely Asian-looking clothing.
1: Ah, okay,
0: fair enough. She was just kind
3: of smart in there, and that's how you identify as smart in there. Yikes. No, I'm saying there's only one Asian rat in the Geronimo Stilton cinematic <laughs> universe. Okay. You don't
1: have to be the Asian rat. You could be the black rat.
3: Yeah. No. You could be Geronimo himself. I don't want to be
0: Geronimo. (laughs) All right. Damn. Well, the water that we have to pump into the ground, (laughs) it has to be free of disease and bacteria because, as you know, it's going into the ground. Mm. So it is very important then to treat the water for said perhaps deadly diseases. That brings us to the Karmat Ali Water Treatment Plant. Another no bid project awarded to KBR to the tune of some like $24 million. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we're like
3: so rewinding right now, yeah. in the oil process. Okay. Oh, conti- is there something you want to no, say? No, I'm just adding up the numbers and saying, okay, we've passed 100 million already. In fact, period. <laughs> oh, wait. No,
0: we haven't quite gotten there. Okay, we're, we're like, like 98 or something. Yeah, like 99.7 or something. <laughs> okay. Literally 99.7. Uh, the success of this pipeline was key to getting Iraq's southern oil fields pumping. So this mm-hmm. it doesn't really have to do with AlphaTile. Like, it, it goes south. Mm-hmm. Um but I
1: wish people could see your hand gestures throughout this whole episode.
0: I'm going nuts over here. You've
1: been here. directing everything <laughs> with your hands. It's really incredible.
0: You know what? Uh, I have no regrets about not being a visual podcast. I'm sorry to like the 20 of you who would watch this on YouTube, but it was too much effort for what it was.
1: Shout out to the 20 of you. We're going to make it
3: happen. Zack Snyder's <laughs> Snyder Cut. I still dress up a little. <laughs> well, you know what? Your clothes do impact how you talk.
0: Mm. Period. So, the success of this <laughs> pipeline. Which is five. why you're wearing a
3: sweater that says, all friends are friends with benefits when the benefit is friendship. <laughs> <I> mean- <laughs> <laughs>
0: how dare you? <laughs> I have another one from this cartoonist, Mads Horwath, by the way. M-A-D-S-H-O-R-W-A-T-H. Shout out. Um, I have, actually, I have two other Mads Horwath sweatshirts. Uh, one of them is two worms that are out getting drinks, and the caption is, she broke my favorite heart. Uh, <laughs> is, how many worms? How many hearts do worms have again? <laughs> how many worms do hearts have? Uh, Four. Wow. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think. I think I Googled it once because someone at the bar asked me. And the other one is um, uh, Gregor from the Metamorphosis, like, waking up. It's that famous picture of the bug. And then next to him is a phone with a text that says, hey, man, that sounds rough, but can you still come in today? (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, uh, the success of this pipeline, key to getting Iraq's southern oil fields pumping. Again, this is crucial vis-a-vis the entire point of being in Iraq, which Mm -hmm. is to revitalize the economy. Mm -hmm. So this project quickly falls apart due to KBR's poor execution and the U.S.'s lack of direction when assigning tasks. Mm. KBR completed the project after some feet dragging, I guess, to fix the facility, but they were not assigned to fix the pipelines that actually deliver the water. They were just assigned to fix the facility itself that, like, cleans the water. Mm -hmm. Uh, Consequently, this project turns out to be a huge fucking fail. Uh, This is T. Christian Miller's book again. Quote, When KBR opened the taps to send the treated water rushing through buried pipelines towards Iraq's legendary Rumalia oil field, the deteriorated pipes were unable to handle the increased pressure. The pipeline burst repeatedly, delaying work for weeks. In a five-month period in fall of 2004, KBR managed to send water through the pipes for only 29 days. When I visited the sprawling, decades-old complex by August of 2005, the decay was obvious. The walls were cracked. Motors, valves, and pipes were rusted. Only two of the five pumps that KBR fixed were operating. An Iraqi engineer sent a machine to add cleaning chemicals to the water was unusable. Another system to protect the interior of the pipelines from rust was not being used for fear that the anti-corrosion additive would damage the oil fields. I want to read that last sentence again. Another system to protect the interior of the pipelines from rust was not being used for fear that the anti-corrosion additive would damage the oil fields the o- like the point of this water treatment facility and the point of keeping the pipelines from rusting is so that the soil is not poisoned right but for fear of damaging the oil in the soil it's fine if we just poison poison the so- everyone yeah
3: <laughs> oh
0: my god uh
1: how much money, again, was this that they, $25 million that they threw away?
0: That, I mean, this project was $24 million, and it a little bit works, but not really.
1: I want everyone listening to this to just go and rob something. <laughs> None of this is real. Mm. The money doesn't exist. Just rob something.
0: Like, they could just find $25 million yeah. for these people to fuck up this, like, treatment facility, which is an important part of, like living in civilization is a water treatment facility. Yeah. They can't fucking do that. Oh man.
1: This is exactly why I shoplift. Because <laughs> nothing matters. And I, w- I want to feel something.
0: Have you ever been busted for shoplifting? No. Wow. I'm good. That's excellent for you. I know. I got busted once. Whoa! Yeah, How? I was really embarrassed. Oh, I was so drunk and I tried stealing <laughs> chips and guac. Chips and guac. And that was it. Chips! <laughs> I was like, my no, that's too long. I'm leaving. <laughs> 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 Hilarious. I lived though.
1: Yeah. And I still Are you shop banned there. from there. I I'm mean... supposed to be banned,
0: but I still go. There. <laughs>
1: I was always wondering, like when people get banned, I'm like, do does anyone really check? You can probably just go right up in there.
0: Also, the turnover at this place is like a million miles away. Yeah. A minute. You right? know, like no one's gonna remember. Come in like a month and a half. This also like during COVID and you know, like I had a mask on. They don't <laughs> they don't remember a fucking thing. <laughs> also, there's a girl in sixth grade whose name I use.
1: <laughs> Damn.
0: Morgan Blessing, I'm so Damn. sorry. <laughs>
1: Because they can't ask for your ID.
0: Right. So, like, they didn't get any meaningful information down about me. (laughs) Sorry to this Morgan. (laughs) Uh, So, anyways. I I found it hard to find more information about the Karmat Ali water treatment facility because, this is just a side note in the podcast, but feel free to research it yourself. Many of the folks who worked there were exposed to sodium dichromate, which many have alleged causes long-term adverse health effects. However... This episode isn't about that and they keep losing every single fucking lawsuit because it's impossible like like many things that cause long-term adverse health effects it's impossible to be like it's a one to one cause mm-hmm. and in our legal system that just doesn't hold any water yeah. you know um
3: like the pipes am i right
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to do like the song what and the pipes the pipes are calling <laughs> which like oh Danny boy that's how it starts
0: What pipes are calling to him? I don't
1: know. I imagine it's Irish and it's like bagpipes. Bagpipes.
0: Oh. Following T. Christian Miller's journey in Iraq, uh, I, I'm going to let him explain We've the Southern- We've done like five
1: of those transitions
0: I mean, I'm just going to keep talking, you know? If you guys want to keep tangenting, you go for it. Uh,
3: We've gotten comfortable. I've gotten We're so We're in com- the
0: third episode.
3: I'm like, I'm going to say whatever
0: I want. You kicked your shoes off in this studio. Yeah. We're so fucking back. <laughs> so- I'm going to let uh, T. Christian Miller explain the Southern oil fields. I'm not going to spend much time on this, but I just like his prose here. Uh, quote The last stop I made on tour was at the Southern on Gas tour. Company. <laughs> yeah, he did like a little tour of the oil fields in Iraq. The complex, located in the middle of a brown, searing desert, sprawled across the equivalent of six football fields. It resembled an Escher drawing, an industrial maze of enormous steel spheres and pipes that twisted off into infinity. It was eerily quiet. Only one small corner of the complex was working, emitting a faint hum that filled the blistering 110-degree heat like a ceaseless cicada. The only (laughs) reason—the reason that only one small corner of the facility was emitting a hum is because of KBR's shoddy work, which Christian Miller emphasizes over and over again. They give—so— like I said, the point was to sort of like hand off these oil fields once they were done. But they hand off improper equipment, no instructions on how to use the equipment, stuff that is like already designed to fail that doesn't work in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, time and time again, people who are supposed to work in Iraqi oil fields and are supposed to be benefiting from this are like, well, we don't know what to do. And we're just like putting out fires every single fucking day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Miller t- Miller continues, quote, While the Iraqis may not have gotten much out of Halliburton, the company got plenty from Iraq. Halliburton made more than $2.5 billion off the oil contract, some of it paid by U.S. taxpayers, some of it paid for by the Iraqis themselves. It didn't matter that the company that built the Johnson Space Center couldn't run 800 yards of pipe under a river. Is the entire restaurant a very expensive piece of conceptual art? (laughs) Is the shapeless, structured, baked <laughs> is a shapeless, structureless baked Alaska that droops and slumps and collapses while you eat it or don't eat it supposed to be a representation in sugar and eggs of the experience of going insane mm. so. <laughs> Shh. I don't care if you guys don't like this bit that I'm doing. I love re- it. I love it. I love it. I yeah. love it. I, love I it. might not
1: be laughing, but I need you to know I am enthralled by it. <laughs>
0: like, that's excellent. Yeah. I'm so glad to hear that. Honestly, I was a little
3: worried that you two would like be laughing at it, and I was like, I really want people to hear the words. So oh, I'm yeah. glad to 100%. hear. No, I am. My silence is respectful and awful. A <laughs> w e f u l. Wow. Wow. That's that's
0: a hard fucking quote, dude.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Mm. You guys need to start talking while I, Diet Coke. Coke. I have had very little sleep. We're recording this on New Year's Day, yeah. which I need to remind the listeners. I could have postponed it, but no. Mm. You need to get the real, authentic me. That's right. I had I had whiskey and wine last night. That's my favorite combination. Whiskey
1: and wine.
0: That's so what I get. Like on. in a cup together? No, no, no. no. Okay. Separate cups, alternating. No. <laughs> Well, oh, my God. Can I tell you guys a story that someone told me last night? Yeah. This isn't my story to tell. I don't care. <laughs>
2: okay.
0: Uh, this is a friend, a friend who has not been on the pod. Oh. But I would like them to be on the pod someday. Interesting. Uh, they were telling this story. They said this as if other people have had this, but they're like, yeah, when my mom had my, um, like, I completed potty training party at Chuck E. Cheese. Oh. <laughs> and we were like, The what? <laughs> the what? And I guess this person's mom had, like when they were, you know, two years old, yeah. barely sentient, had invited like five other kids to Chuck E. Cheese. The employees were wearing toilet paper crowns. And the what? whole party was to celebrate that you know how to use the toilet now.
3: Wow. Toilet wow. wow. paper crowns? Yes.
0: Their grandma had like made <laughs> toilet paper crowns, which is a huge party to have in public because, like, what if you have to prove yourself? Yeah. <laughs> You know, like you're the two-year-old and you can now use the potty. Yeah, or
1: you relapse.
0: Yeah, what if you relapse? That's so embarrassing. The party is specifically because you can do a skill. <laughs> <laughs> and what if you fail at it?
1: Were they uh, Were they a white American?
0: Yes. I knew it. <laughs> that sounds like... <laughs> I'm like, damn, I wish I had a party for... A literal party poop. <laughs> 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 I wish I said that last night. That would have been really funny.
2: <laughs>
0: it's never too late. Yeah, 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 Send the text. Invent in time travel. New year, new me. I'm gonna have the party again,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and ask them to tell the same story. Yeah, Anyways. that's insane. Yeah, you guys ever have a strange party like that? No, no, no. no. I've
1: never been celebrated.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh. Did you have any graduation parties?
1: Mm, I guess.
3: Look at that. You got celebrated. I guess maybe. You had that infamous birthday party where people broke your door.
1: Yeah, that was not fun.
3: <laughs> How they break your door?
1: It's, well, someone, I broke my door because someone accidentally locked it from the inside, and so I had to break it down.
0: Your door's locked from the inside? Yeah. Well, oh, like, I, I see. Yeah. So they had presumably twisted the lock and left the room and closed it. Yes. Okay. I, I understand now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and there was a GoFundMe for Dev's new door. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do I not remember any of this? I feel I like we had know. to have been friends.
1: Yeah, I think we were. Huh, I boy.
3: remember. Uh, I didn't donate, but I shared. Dang, Check I the receipts up. and see if I donated.
1: <laughs> Maybe you did. You probably did.
3: I, I'm a donor. Like
1: you seem the type to, like, okay, yeah, I'll give $10 to this GoFundMe and then not think about it ever again.
0: That's totally me. Yeah. Mike Atchison's catalytic converter. Chris Mama, is a I good donated. person, y'all.
1: I'm sorry to tell you.
0: I am not. I simply be hitting buttons. <laughs> <laughs> So I I teased last episode that we'd talk about burn pits, and now is the time to talk about the burn pits. Okay. Who's ready? So thank you to T. Christian Miller for his extensive reporting about the oil infrastructure failures of Iraq. Let's move on from him now to talk about waste. Sure, Mm. we wasted money paying crews to stand around. We wasted manpower fixing a water treatment plant in such a condition that it'd be decrepit in under two years. We wasted time, energy, resources on the southern oil fields just to hand it over to folks who can't run it due to its, you know, decrepit state. But what did we do with our literal waste? This is actually the craziest thing. I just got back from tour, and we were listening to Serial uh, Season 2. You guys mm-hmm. ever listen to Serial? Mm-hmm. I love Serial. I had never heard an episode of Serial in my friggin' life, uh, but it was the Bo Bergdahl series. Yes. Okay. So just, like, randomly, they're interviewing a soldier, like, middle episode two or three. And the soldier is like, yeah, the lowest ranking guys had to go, like, stir the burn pits. And I was going crazy in the car. I was like, I know what the burn pits are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, I, I guess it, it not only has, like, industrial waste of things that, you know, were supposed to be transported somewhere else, but for some reason they were damaged, whatever, got thrown in the pit. Also human feces thrown into the pit to burn, uh, and I guess the low ranking soldier or the soldier that the commander didn't like was in charge of stirring it to make sure that it all burns. Uh, well, I'll talk about a, a better example than me misremembering a podcast, but that shit was crazy. I was like, oh my God, I'm about to talk about that on my podcast. Yeah. It's huge for me. I was also listening to one about chimneys that had to do with this podcast. Whatever, nobody cares. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I didn't say anything. <laughs> 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 You, bet. you guys are being awful fucking quiet today. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just filling the silence with me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will rely on a more solid testimony than just me misremembering a podcast. This is Frank Cassidy's uh, testify testimony before Congress. Big
1: Frank Cassidy's testimony.
0: <laughs> he was a former KBR subcontractor. Widely known as Big Frank.
1: Do <laughs> yeah, it. Dude. I fucking do it. Cool. There's no way your name named Frank Cassidy if someone doesn't call you big first.
0: Is Frank Cassidy like a guy? Like, Is this a reference no, or are you just being no, funny? I just,
1: I just feel like that. <laughs> <it. laughs> Wouldn't it just be like a name of someone who comes to the bar? It's like, oh, look who showed up. Yeah, that son of a bitch.
3: Hey, Big Frank, I do it. Big
1: Frank Cassidy.
0: Hey, Big Frank. To be a guy with a guy, first name, and a girl, first name, last name, yeah, yeah that's freaking epic. <laughs> <laughs> like, t- never mind, I was going to say Tim Robbins, but I don't think that's a person.
2: <laughs> Tim Robbins? Ah, oh, that's yeah. who I
0: was thinking of. Ba- like, Baskin Robbins. Yeah. Baskin, that's a male <laughs> first name. Robin, that's a female last name.
2: Big
3: Baskin Robbins. Baskin Robbins. Hey, Robbins, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you forty-two flavors tonight. <laughs> Jesus
0: fucking Christ! Isn't it 31? I don't is it thirty-one? No. What is What's that the
3: number?
1: <laughs> we will never record a podcast on January first. No, <laughs> this is this is the weirdest energy I think we've ever displayed.
0: In a way, we're so not braining. <laughs> <laughs> we're afroing. <laughs> We're not even in the head. (laughs) Uh So this is what Frank Cassidy has to say before Congress. Quote, burn pits were used by the military and others to dispose of still usable equipment and items that were no longer needed for a particular project. Like the nails. Might, Might need minor repair or were difficult to transport and find storage. These pits were burning 24 hours a day. I saw large amounts of new plywood and other lumber ordered to be taken by forklift 24 hours a day to the burn pit. I saw large, 10-foot deep trenches dug in the sand where computers, electronic equipment, and military items that could not be burned were buried. I asked military personnel, why not send the wood and equipment to other bases? I was told that it's cheaper to destroy everything and mark it as destroyed by the war than to pay for truck transport and to find adequate
3: storage. Oh, my God. Oops. Are we the bad guys moment destroyed in the war? You literally did it yourselves. Mm-hmm. Are we
0: the baddies? <laughs> what is so epic also about these burn pits is in keeping with what we know about KBR thus far, they did not take any soil samples of, you know, before constructing and operating the burn pits. Remember why we were in Iraq? Remember how we were there because Saddam had allegedly stockpiled so many weapons of mass destruction and, like, other chemical weapons? There is some truth to that, you know? Like, there were chemical weapons that we then blasted and destroyed. But when you blast and destroy chemical weapons, they don't uh, float into space and turn into stars. Uh, The chemicals still exist functionally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And guess what? They go into the ground. (laughs) So while we did destroy tons of stockpiles of chemical weapons, like mustard gas... uh... (laughs) I guess we had allegedly built burn pits over some of these places, and once you burn stuff that's in the ground-
3: It goes in the air.
0: Yeah. Uh, To make a long story short, soldiers and civilians alike keep reporting symptoms of mustard gas poisoning, despite
3: the fact that they're not being actively bombed by mustard gas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because of the environmental pollution that Mm -hmm. was caused by just- Getting ro- trying to get rid of it. I
0: thought you were going to say, like, getting rootin' and tootin'. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that too. I, yeah, that's what happens to me. Uh, this is from a report about... Wait, the- so what are the symptoms? I was about to read you what they oh, are. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Quote, very early... We're, we're getting
3: into it now. We get- <laughs> yeah, now we're reading. Afraid-
0: <laughs> very early during military occupation, soldiers that served near burn pits reported a complex array of symptoms. These included respiratory issues, such as asthma, sinusitis... Mm-hmm. Bronchitis and or persistent coughing, many began to cough up black mucus that oh. they called plume crud or black goop.
3: <laughs> Big Frank got the black goop tonight. <laughs> <laughs> he is
0: plume crudded out.
3: Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, Sarge, you pluming?
1: Why I gotta be black goop? <laughs>
0: You cu- imagine you cough up black fluid out of your lungs and you're like, well, I don't want to be racist. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant, I've coughed up um, plume crud.
1: <laughs> what color is the plume crud?
0: Uh, uh. You know how when there's an absence of light? <laughs> I would describe it that way. <laughs>
1: Absence of white <laughs> goop. Okay. All right. We'll see if that sticks.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna go put this in the burn kit. <laughs> so that's I is... bet if
1: it was white goop you wanna put it in the burn. <laughs>
0: uh, white goop somehow sounds even worse coming out of you. <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. You're know, like it's like pristine white. You're like, is this a tooth? <laughs> A liquefied tooth? <laughs> Whoa, your teeth like are one liquid? one tooth worth of goop? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it'll be one tooth worth of goop.
3: <laughs> when I was back in Seattle, um, we were babysitting one of my friend's younger sisters who's six. And she lost her tooth while we were taking care of her. Um, and she got really excited about the, the, the tooth fairy mm-hmm. and we were like oh my gosh what do you, how much do you think she's going to give you and she looked us straight in the eyes and said I want two $10 bills <gasps> so that's the going rate for a tooth these days $20 for
1: a tooth that's, that's tough Inflation. she said
0: I want that mm. it sounds like she knows the tooth fairy isn't real and was
3: sending you the request, right? Mm. Am I reading that situation correctly? I mean, it's possible, but also she was, like, really excited about it the It sounds Tooth like fairy.
1: she owes two people $10. <laughs> Tooth
0: Fairy, if you're out there, she's, like, praying it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Ronnie from school is going to kill me. Going to break my knees. <laughs> going to break my knees. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Little Women situation with the pickled lemons. I'm in seven lemons worth of debt. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about and I've seen the little women movie <laughs> well yeah because it's a subplot that's in the books uh, youch
1: okay'
2: <laughs> there's we don't a read? whole
3: there's a whole like C plot where Amy is in debt at school because she keeps stealing lemons off of her friends which of the little women are wow. you
0: do you identify as an Amy <laughs>
3: <laughs> no because I'm not that good at painting
0: hmm. yeah that's that's the part <laughs> <laughs> when you do BuzzFeed, uh, which character you quizzes, it's like, can you do this literal attribute that the character can do? <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I oh. wasn't in Little Women because I was busy fighting for my rights in the Civil War.
0: Wow, was was Little Women during this? So. Yes, it was. It was. Mm-hmm. No black people.
3: Oh, that's, <laughs> that's why their dad was away. Oh, he was. Bi- which side was he fighting for? Uh,
1: we don't know.
0: <gasps> <laughs> you look at Amy like she fucking wrote it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> maybe they should make that clear. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe
0: they did. So, this has been a lengthy, devastating uphill court battle for a group of people that are even on our side, you mm. know, to prove that coughing up plume crud is, in fact, a long term adverse health effect.
2: <laughs> De- yeah.
0: Blinder Blood was about to take a drink and then cheered when I said plume crud <laughs> instead of black goop. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Like, mm hmm. (laughs) I know, that's right. (laughs) I didn't realize you noticed this. Of course, I noticed. (laughs) Eagle eyes at the head of the table.
0: Leroy Torres, founder of Burn Pits 360, served... We got Big Frank and Leroy. (laughs) (laughs) He served on active duty in the military for some total of, like, over 30 years, some of which was spent breathing in that gorgeous, gorgeous air. He retired from military service, joined the Texas, like, state police or whatever, and he started suffering deleterious lung and brain symptoms. He was then...
3: Deleterious. That's the word, right? What, what does that mean oh, God. I've never heard that word before Devotear, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah causing harm or damage okay hmm. I knew that was all right i I'm so worried when someone who actually reads books <laughs> 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 is like is that a word <laughs> yes it is uh he starts suffering from lung and brain uh symptoms he's let go of the force because he's like advocating he's saying like I I'm pretty sure I got this from military service and if you fire me you are discriminating against someone who like Someone for reason of their military service, Mm. which is like a very long, uh, complicated way of getting compensated for that injury. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not just like I served and then I'm sick. Give me money. Yeah. It's I served. I got another job. They let me go because of these health effects that I'm pretty sure I got from the military. That's discrimination. And so give me money, please. Right. Uh, So he goes to court for this. And he starts also relentless advocacy for other people that are, you know, suffering from the burn pits in addition to his own court case. Uh, he got a settlement in October of 2023. What? So that's like a few months ago. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy?
3: So he was litigating for... this. He served in
0: 2008, 2009. Whoa. I don't remember when he was let go, but presumably he spent like roughly 10 years over Jesus. this, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wrote in the script, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> is that crazy, Blue? It is. <laughs> <laughs> How did Louisiana's blackened Cajun spiced treatment turn into the ghostly nubs of unblackened, unspiced white meat in your Cajun chicken Alfredo? Why did the toasted marshmallow taste like fish? <laughs> did you finish the blue drink? Oh, and we never got our Vegas fries. Would you mind telling the kitchen that we don't need them?
1: Damn. Thanks. This, this restaurant sounds awful. <laughs> There's like nothing good about it. It sounds like they tried 50 things.
0: It, it
3: sounds, I didn't even read the full review. It sounds like it sounds like, they just kept ordering things to see if there was one good thing and couldn't find one. Right. Well, the, the meatloaf, it sounds like, was decent. As long as you cut noise. out the outside and only <laughs> ate the middle. Without the sauce, which is arguably one of the best parts of a meal. Ooh. Speak on it. I got <laughs> told recently um, that I don't that I use a really small amount of sauce. Mm. I too don't use a ton of sauce. I can't have it being too wet. I like it, I like a good sauce. How much though? A lot. Like when they give you the little thing of it, like the tiny little ramekin. Do you finish it? Ramekin. Yeah, like the, the little... little container, like the tiny little cup.
1: You call those ramekins?
3: I don't know. Well, but...
1: Yeah, I I like sauce.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> but you finish it. Yeah. Huh. Do
0: you? <laughs> no, I'm like a one dip kind of girl. That's wild. You know, like I dip it in the sauce and I eat it. And then I eat most of the rest of the thing. And okay. then this first bite of the next thing, you know, like a French fry. You know, like I dip the yeah. first part of the French fry in, and then I eat the whole French fry. I don't keep dipping the French fry. Mm. So I, I hardly ever finish the ramekin. Is what I'm saying. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, while veterans (laughs) can access some sort of financial compensation for their injuries, Iraqi civilians still have to live there. Mm. And circling all the way back to the way that we drill oil in Iraq, what we do, there's like natural gas that comes off of somewhere. I don't fucking understand oil, but it comes from somewhere when you're drilling. And one solution to natural gas is to do uh, natural gas flaring which is to build long vertical pipes that like shoot natural gas just up and into the sky (laughs) where it turns into stars. There are a lot of folks around the world who uh, will regulate this sort of natural gas flaring because uh, it's so bad for the
3: environment. It's crazy bad. Isn't that what caused, in part, the hole in the ozone? I do not know enough about science. I I would assume so
0: but I would like to emphasize that this is not a science communication <laughs> podcast and I barely know. No. I barely understand. Um,
3: it's so interesting. You would think that they would find a way to like trap that natural gas because natural gas is also extremely lucrative.
0: I was going to say it's a huge waste of resources too. Yeah. That's also the problem is yeah. like literally they're just pissing money away into the sky. The same way that they're pissing money away into the burn pits. Yes, and also pissing money away with the oil itself because when the pipelines don't work, the oil just pff, spews everywhere. <laughs> like... Oh, There's, like, oh, God, there was some figure that was cited somewhere of, like, how much oil is getting drilled just back into the ground because it's just <laughs> flowing out.
1: <laughs> so That's insane.
0: After all of that, I can't necessarily say it's KBR's fault of the following um, political ramifications, but now... A lot of companies like Exxon, Shell, other like big gas companies own a lot of Iraqi oil fields and they've been signed for like 25 year long contracts where they are, um, what's the word? Immune, I guess, from new environmental legislation. So whatever we had 25 years ago is what we're still gonna have to this day, Mm. like uh, natural gas flaring. Mm -hmm. So uh, to answer the question, did Iraq refinance or finance its own reconstruction efforts. No, it never did. <laughs> there is no amount of money that they can make uh, right There's no conceivable way they can make the amount of money right now to finance the amount that
3: we fucking threw at their oil infrastructure mm-hmm. and other things that failed. Mm-hmm. Um, so a part of the reason that we spent so much money is because KBR thought that they would be, like, that money would come back.
0: Yes. It's not because KBR thought the money would come back. It's the, US the U.S. government, government yeah, thought that thought the, the money, money would come, come back. back. Okay. And if KBR... Which is also
3: why the U.S. government was okay with spending that amount of money mm-hmm. because they're like, oh, no, don't worry. The ground is good for it. Right. <laughs> right. They were like, oh, we, you know, you guys can
0: easily export, you know, two, three million barrels a day of oil or whatever it was, um, which, you know, it took them years to even begin to touch that number again. Yeah. You know? And
3: then going back to the contracts that you were saying for the big oil companies... So that was basically the U.S. government saying, hey, I'll cut you a deal on this land. If you come here and you, like, drill for oil and, like, help export stuff, then you can destroy the environment as much as you want and we <laughs> won't flag you for it. So for the
0: outside oil contracts that are happening in Iraq right now, uh-huh. that's the Iraqi government negotiating. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, in exchange for, I don't have the contracts in front of me, right, obviously. Right, But I, I believe, to put it very simply, the incentive that you mentioned is uh-huh. correct. You okay. You know, like, we get a small cut of it. It's going to help our economy. Uh-huh. Um, if you guys can come and, you know, take some of our oil.
3: Okay.
0: Uh, but, like I said, that means that they are immune from environmental regulations. Right. They're immune from a lot of stuff.
3: Yeah. Uh, and actually no that was the end of my sentence so that means that all of the people that like kind of worked this land that would like under those subsidiaries are then unable to sue or like get any kind of are you talking about now or before no before while the 25 year contract was still going like does that also make them immune to like a worker saying hey you really fucked me over I'm coughing up um politically correct crud (laughs)
1: <laughs>
3: uh, <coughs> pronouns?
0: <laughs> Shut up.
3: <laughs> so, if I'm under, I don't think I fully understand the question. Okay. <laughs> which is my problem. <laughs> my question is um, so, Shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, buys a little bit of you know this oil field, right? Um, and that contract is through the U.S. government. No, okay. That contract is through where? The Iraqi
0: government. Okay, which is why I don't know how to answer your question because okay. I don't know. Iraq okay, that so makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm there. Okay, <laughs> excellent.
0: Hell yeah!
1: Not gonna lie to you, I did blackout. <laughs>
0: blackout. Wow! I'm sorry, I'm
1: racist. <laughs> no, I was I was thinking about like what the world would look like if we didn't have cars, but we had like a horse and carriage, and everyone had a horse and carriage. And I started thinking about that, and then when I woke up, you two <laughs> were still, you well, still were talking about something. With do you them. like
3: horses? They're okay.
1: I feel bad for that.
3: Yeah. Have you ridden a horse?
1: No. And I I don't know. I'd want to, but I also like kind of just want to leave them alone. <laughs> I feel like they've been through enough.
3: They're
0: so beautiful, you know, you just want to let them frolic.
1: Yeah, you know, I, mean, I just want them to have a bunch of fields is to kind of do their thing.
3: I like it when they roll over. Yeah.
1: I don't think I've ever seen that.
3: Oh, let's go look at horsies together. Okay. <laughs> so, I'm not doing anything after this. <laughs> let's go.
0: So, I guess to, to put it all in perspective, is like, the U.S.'s goal to have Iraq refinance its own or finance its own reconstruction Mm -hmm. was contingent on the fact that their oil fields would work Mm -hmm. and to put it so simply kbr did not build functioning oil facilities Mm -hmm. which is in part why this plan failed it failed for a lot of other reasons Mm. i'm not just saying it was kbr okay when you bomb the shit out of a country it is hard for kbr to bus in supplies like i can't say they're entirely like it's entirely because of their negligence you Mm
3: -hmm. know like it's a tough thing to do but but also they did pretty bad. They yeah, they also kinda, did quite bad. They kind of boned it, like, <laughs> really bad.
0: They boned it. And that's, like, the, you know, point, I guess, that this was all leading to, mm-hmm. is they
3: boned it. Yeah. Mm. Period. <laughs> Pronouns.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. It The Guy Fieri restaurant tie-in I understand deeply. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, on paper, the concept of it I'm down for Guy Fieri's restaurant. Mm-hmm. I would want to eat there. In Times Square, no less. It sounds like a delightful tourist trap that I know is probably gonna be a little bit gimmicky and a little bit overpriced, but I'm ready to pay for a, an experience. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's just so bad. Yeah. It's just <laughs> nothing about it is good.
0: Sopping oil-sogged <clears throat> fries that pass through a long cold hallway. <laughs> Damn. That, it, yeah, it really <laughs> – reading that review made yeah. me think about the U.S. failure in Iraq. <laughs> and that's the point that I'm trying to make. <sighs> I, wish yeah, I, yeah. I wish I I wish had more <laughs> from the thing to read to, like, work <laughs> it out. <laughs> Anyways, follow Pete Wells. Follow Gross. James Glanz. And uh, you guys have anything else to say before we get out of here?
1: No, I just, like, I have this mental block where, like, I still – even though I know America is bad – I still like it's in my head, I'm like, stuff has to make some kind of sense. Hmm. Like there has to be some logic to it. But like when you just throw away nearly a hundred million dollars just cause just because you can. <laughs> it's like it's And just,
3: still make a profit. It's just, yeah. just
1: insane to me. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like I, I think about, you know, the guys who went to go drill the Alpha top pipeline, mm. knew it was wrong. And you know, they have no power to change it, you know. Like right. they've tried to say something to KBR, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then they're, I guess, bringing home the big bucks to their family, and it's like, sweet, you had an awesome time in Iraq,
3: (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, I, like, hung around, I don't know, we broke a couple drill bits, because the big boss said that I wanted to, that they wanted to, and you know, it's... You know what, I'm sorry, this is coming off the cuff and from my head, but there was a guy who,
0: like, served in the military, I think before Iraq, and then got into private military contracting, and he told his family, like, this is gonna be so easy, I'm just gonna go to Iraq and, like, chill out, and do business or whatever they do. I'm going to make a ton of money. And then uh, he took a shower in a shower that KBR had built and uh, got electrocuted to death because they did not what? grab it. What?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: That's fucking cr- – oh, wow.
0: And he's, like, the 16th guy <sighs> to have been electrocuted to death. I didn't talk about it in the last episode, which I should have, but, like yeah. – What? Oh, that's how bad – they were at so many basic functions. They didn't ground electricity properly.
3: New wow. <laughs> fear unlocked? <laughs> Jesus.
0: Yeah. So, for some people, I guess, you know, they they got away fine. But for some people who thought they would have that story, like, they, they didn't get it at all. Oh, my God. Or some people come back, like, unable to take a full breath. That was what some of the people from the Karmat Ali water treatment facility said. What? You know, like, they can't take a full breath anymore. They cough up weird stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um... But, yeah, that's – what a great epic note to end on. Everybody who's
1: listening to this, be a little worse at your job.
0: Be a little worse at your job.
1: Because nothing matters.
0: I've really embraced being bad at my job and (laughs) haven't come back from tour. (laughs) My job at the Lincoln Lodge. <laughs> I'm like, I'll get to you when I get to you. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll respond when I respond. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, you, your turnaround time is already kind of crazy, so I think you letting loose a little bit is inching into the world of reasonable. Mm, facts. Thank you. <laughs> the other day I was having a conversation with someone, and they told me this story about when they were young, they were in the shower and, like, soaping up, and then they figured out that if they kind of, like, cross their arms and then slowly kind of release them, then they can make a giant bubble film with their arms Ooh. And they got really excited about it They were like five years old And they were like mom 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 come look at this Their mom like comes busting in Because they think that something is going extremely mm-hmm. wrong And they just face an extremely wet Five year old saying bubble <laughs> And then I tried it and it's really fun.
0: Insanity. Oh so, my god. So let's so go do it together. It.
3: <laughs> Bubbles with the bros. Yeah, yes. let's go bubble up, bros. Bubbles with big
1: Frank Cassidy and the <laughs> and <boys>.
3: Leroy. <laughs> Leroy.
0: All right, well, if you want to plug something, I'm gonna go over there and hit the unrecord button. That's fair enough. Gonna...
3: Anything you want to plug on the way out? Um PowerPoint Night Live is coming back yeah. in February. Yes. If you want to see all three of us in the same room. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Get into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the Lincoln Lodge, it's on select Saturdays at 7.30 p.m.
3: I say select, select because I don't remember which one we got. <laughs>
1: <laughs> three, third, third, maybe? The and third Saturday? The th- I don't remember. Nah, I don't know.
3: We'll, we'll, we'll post. We'll yeah. post about it. Blue, anything on your end?
1: No, nah, not really. Shout out to God.
3: Shout out to God. Shout out to God. Amen. Yeah, yo.